What Jesus is teaching us today is we reap what we sow, but what goes around comes around. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Is Jesus telling us to have wealth, to be fuller, to laugh? Is that evil? Is that wrong? Of course not. But He's asking us, do we use these things for the good of others, for the salvation of all? Or are we selfish and try to keep these things for ourselves? My brothers and sisters, this will determine eternal salvation or eternal damnation. And we need to choose daily. Blessed are you who are now weeping, for you will laugh. How many times we hear about somebody who died? Do we take time to give the family a call? Write a little note. Send a little food. Go to the Holy Mass. Or we say, well, I'm too busy. It's not my immediate family. When my mother, God rest her soul, Grandma Shorty, she was only like five foot three, little tiny thing. Dynamo though. Her mission in this life was when she found out that anybody died, she would make that family a three-course meal. She would get a big ham and cook it all day. Green bean casserole, world-famous baked beans, salad, rolls, and dessert, all homemade. She'd pack it up, and my job was to run it to the front door. And she said, she never put it, you know, from who or anything on there. She said, if somebody asks who's it from, just say, we're sorry about your loss, and we're praying for your loved one's soul. That's it. Well, it got so bad that when I was younger, you come home and you smelled the ham cooking. I'd call up the mom, who died? <laughs> I asked her one day, I says, Mom, why are you doing? I mean, you spend a ton of money all day cooking. Well, I mean, why are you doing it? A lot of times, you hardly even know these people. She had a little tear come up in her eye, and she goes, Jimmy, when someone dies, the family's mourning. They're in grief. People are coming by. The last thing they need to think about is what's for supper. When my mom, her funeral mass, we had the week before that. And we had to turn away over 300 people just to start the mass. We reap what we sow. This week we lost a legend up in Ohio. His name was Joseph Nudo. Mr. Nudo was a famous football coach, both high school and college. He was my best friend growing up's father, Louis. He was a man of deep faith. As a little side story, if you remember the coach for Penn State, his name was Joe Paterno. Anyways, Mr. Nudo could be a split image. And the first time I ever really met him, I went over to Louie's house for lunch one day, and I'm thinking, 
Joe Paterno is making my buddy's lunch. And I'm saying to myself, I leaned over and I go, Louie, I know you're good in football, but I mean, how good are you? The head coach for Penn State's here in your kitchen making your lunch. I mean, you like Superman? And he starts laughing. He goes, no, 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 Jimmy, that's my dad. But he does look just like Joe Paterno. His dad was one of very deep faith. He started out as a head coach at a football team in high school. He used to have the local priests come over before the football games and have mass. And you probably say, well, what's the, what's the big deal about that? It was a public high school. If that happened today, he'd be splashed all over CNN. How dare they spread their Catholic faith like this? Mr. Nudo told me once, Jimmy, my goal in this life is not just to have these young men excel on the gridiron. What's more important than I teach these young men how to excel in the game of life. What a great mentor he was. I remember a couple months ago, I went home to the old home place in Ohio, and I could only stay less than 20 hours because I had to get back and cover for our pastor who was given a retreat to a couple hundred nuns. I'd much rather do what I did than he did. But uh, the one thing I wanted to do was make sure I go to Mass with Mr. Nudo. Now, the gentleman's close to 90, and he drives to church every day. So we went and pick him up, and we go to St. Dominic's. It's a beautiful, big Gothic church in the older part of Youngstown, Ohio. We go into the church, and for a little bit, I thought the President of the United States was with me. I think about everybody in that church come up, gave him a hug, asked him how he's doing, how the family, how's his health. And I'm just standing back, taking it in. And the good Lord told me, now there is truly somebody rich. See, what the, what's in our bank account has no meaning. Real richness comes from the faith we have and the integrity of one's heart. And the way God shows us how rich we are are the friends we have and the love they show us. My brothers and sisters, Mr. Nudo died in Florida and they're burying him this week in Ohio. His family has received hundreds, if not thousands, of cards, of memories, of people telling him how much he inspired their life. What goes around comes around. I would like to put this all together with a short story. There was a young man who's a mechanic. He's coming home from work one night. It's snowing. Sleet has fallen. He sees an elderly lady on the side of the road with a flat tire. Pulls up. The lady says, my cell phone doesn't work. No one has stopped by. He took a look at her and he could see she was scared to death. He said, my name is Michael Devine. Please get in the car, start your engine, put on that heat. Just flip the trunk and I'll get the tire changed in no time. Well, he did. He took him a couple minutes. He had a new tire on, put everything neatly in the trunk, closes the trunk, goes up to the driver and she rolls down the window and she says, I can't thank you enough. 
How much do I owe you? Well, Michael starts laughing. He goes, ma'am, my mom and daddy always told me, if there's a woman in need, you stop by. And I'd be doggone if I'd ever take a dime for that. But he says, if you really want to help me or think about me or pay me back, if you see someone really in need sometime, help them out and think of me. But the lady thanked him and off she went. She drives a little bit and notices a little cafe on the side of the road. She says, I'm freezing, I'm hungry. So she pulls in. It's a little tiny place and she notices the waitress. The waitress must be eight months pregnant. Her legs are swelling, her feet are swelling, yet she has the sweetest smile and the kindest demeanor. She comes up to the other lady and asks what she'd want, and she goes, Honey, why are you working? I could see the baby's due any time. And the waitress puts this big smile on her face and says, This is my husband and mine first child. We thank God daily for this child. And we thank God daily that I have a job that can help pay the bills. Well, the elderly lady gave her a $100 bill to go pay the bill. When the waitress came back, the lady slipped out. But on the napkin it said, you owe me nothing. Someone helped me out recently and said, spread God's love to somebody in need. Well, underneath the napkin, there were five crisp $100 bills. The lady's driving home and she's talking to God and she says, God, thank you so much. And how did this lady know we were so worried about paying our bills? This is a godsend. Thank you, dear Jesus. Well, she gets home and crawls in a bed with her husband, leans over and whispers in his ear, Michael Devine, I love you. And I want you to know Everything will be fine. God will take care of us. Praise be Jesus Christ. Praise be Jesus Christ. That's more like it.